genre. This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome to Theme Park This, the only podcast that dares ask the question, should the button that says I'm a slayer, ask me how, be worn by all of the cast members in this land or just by guests on their birthday? My name is Scott Corelli and with me I have Kyle Crane. Hello. And Brian Green. Oh, hi there. And of course, uh, we have a guest this time, uh, Zach Luna. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So today we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, Is this... Is this our first like non non cartoon uh, TV show that we're doing a park on? Oh, uh, it might be. I think it yeah. might be. Um, so so yeah, I, I think we should we should talk about. I want to talk about Buffy just in general, sort of like before we get into the main topic of what we're we're talking about. Plus, I, I did a little research on a thing that I want to I want to talk about as well. Um, but first, I guess we should we should check the temperature of the room and where. Everyone is on uh, on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I don't know uh, knowledge base. I guess. Um, sure. <laughs> I, I, let's let's start let's start with the the non canonical thing. Um, the movie has ever has any has 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 everyone seen the movie? I have not. You have not. Kyle, I have. Okay, so that's I've seen it. Okay, yeah, 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 and I've seen it too. So 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 Kyle, that's the that's the one thing that you have seen is the the non-canonical movie <laughs> right yeah yeah the, the not the not part of the homework yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah okay all right cool so we've seen the movie the movie i you know i i i find that the longer that i i or i guess the older that i get and the more that buffy the vampire slayer is like a thing is sort of like in my periphery the more <laughs> i just sort of like am kind of weirdly charmed by the weirdness of that movie um in in just in terms of like you can squint and still see the show, but like it's through the prism of like this weird, like Bill and Ted clueless, like combination <laughs> of things yeah. um, of, of like early nineties kind of weird comedy humor. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we are specifically talking about the TV show. So what, where are we on the, on the TV show front, Brian? Uh, so for me, I, until this weekend when I was assigned homework by Scott, uh, I had only seen one episode I'd seen once more with feeling because I love musicals and it's, it's so I, I hadn't, I really had no clue what I was getting into. Like I had this sort of like awareness of Buffy and I, I knew it had, I, I knew Joss Whedon and I knew like it had a ton of people that I loved in it. There was no, there's really no reason why I shouldn't have, you know, dip my toe into this in the past because i do really love all these people involved with it i love mm-hmm. uh I, I love the spookiness of it and it's a lot of fun uh i'm just terrible with tv shows if i'm being honest you it's know, also I, super I, intimidating like yeah, yeah there's a lot of it yeah yeah for sure uh but what i watched this weekend was super fun like i i really had a blast watching it yeah we'll get into the episodes in particular that you guys watch but kyle what what, what about you 
So going into this, I was ready to hate it. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, my background with Buffy the Vampire Slayer is that I, I dated a girl for a while who was like way into it. Things did not end well there. <laughs> and uh, I also, um, just a couple of people I went too fond of were like way, way into Buffy. So I was like, okay, this is going to suck. I'm going to hate this. And about, I watched the first episode and then Scott, you did give us some episodes we're going to talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And by about the second one, I was like, I think I might love this show. This is just fantastic. <laughs> the, the, it's got got strong uh, interesting female characters uh it's got uh really funny uh, witty dialogue and then it's just kind of like i don't know we're watching this thing mid-september too and it's just the perfect time of year to be watching something kind of spooky like this mm-hmm. so after it was all over it's like i don't know if i'm going to go back and watch a lot more much more of this because there's a lot of episodes like sure. it is intimidating like zach said um but i came out of it saying like i understand why this was a big hit and i do respect and appreciate it now so um that said, uh, we, we watched a lot of this, and I feel like I only scratched the surface of it. So I'm going to be leaning heavy on the knowledge of you two guys today. So, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, Zach, you 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 kind of like Buffy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of like the show. Uh, I, I would say that uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like one of the most important cultural touchstones for me, like period of all time ever. You know, it's up there with like our our generations, like a relationship with harry potter and star wars that's like buffy for me like that is my big number one you know ip genre fantasy thing um and and i kind of got into it late actually i didn't watch it when it was on originally because it started in like 1997 and uh i i watched the spinoff angel first actually because uh, mm. when that when that first came out um that was like third season third or fourth season of Buffy was when the first uh, season of Angel came out and there was like marketing for it. And I was like, oh, a vampire detective show. I'll watch that. And then when I got to college, I had a friend, uh, Sarah Zinn, shout out to Sarah Zinn, who convinced me to watch Buffy. She was like, I think you would love this. And uh, in college, I just became obsessed. And um, yeah, I mean, I love it. I know it all. I've met the cast members. I've got a vintage 1970s trench coat that i got signed by james marsters which doesn't mean anything to you guys but like people listening to me buffy yeah yeah (laughs) like like i'm i'm all in on this stuff so that was one of the reasons that scott uh invited me to be on today which thank you very much i'm excited to talk about what a buffy theme park could be because i don't know a whole lot about theme parks and some of you don't know a whole lot about buffy so with our powers combined maybe (laughs) No. Yes, we can yeah. Captain Planet our way out of this. Um, no, what's a theme park? Can we, can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so for me, I was there day one. I watched the pilot as it aired um, nice. at uh. like 12 years old or, or yeah, I think 12. Mm. Uh, and I, I watched this show religiously. This was my favorite show growing up uh, all through sort of uh, middle school, high school. Um, I still remember coming to school the next day after uh, becoming part two, which means nothing oh, to two of you, but right. oh. the, the, no- the noise that Zach just made um, and looking at the other friends that I, and I say friends, people that I had in class that I also knew watched it. And we would talk once a week after an episode of Buffy aired. And I remember <laughs> making eye contact with them as I walked into the classroom after the end of, of becoming part two and just being like, Oh my God. And us just collectively freaking out that we were going to have to wait three months for more Buffy. Um, so yeah, I mean, this was my favorite show uh, growing up and, and I love it. And, and up like now, you know, as like a, as an older guy, it's kind of up there with like Dr. Who is my two kind of like favorite uh, TV shows of all time, probably. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, uh, it, it, yeah, it means a lot to me. And it's going to be interesting because this is, uh, this is a TV show. And not only is it a TV show, it's kind of a low-budget TV show. You know, it was on the WB, and the WB was not as high-budget of a, of a network as your, your Fox. You know, they got by on smaller television numbers and therefore smaller television budgets and they did a hell of a job with the budgets that they were given and they did things creatively but it's not a world so much as like a world that you would walk into a theme park and be like oh i know where i am where like everyone would recognize what it is you know Mm -hmm. and so this is going to be a really interesting conversation to have now buffy has had a theme park presence once in, in the history of theme parks, uh, it had a, uh, a haunt in um, uh, Halloween Horror Nights in the year 2000. Uh, it had a, a haunted house, haunted thing uh, called Buffy and Angel Hellmouth Haunt. And um, I did some uh, like preliminary research on this, and um, it's really interesting. So these were done in the – this was at uh, Universal Hollywood, and it was set in the – bottom lot um it was uh in the area directly behind the mummy ride um in the in the bottom lot and so the the mummy queue is what you would use then at the time in 2000 the etq um would you would use that to line up to get into this uh so basically the guests would enter through a door leading into the soundstage and would immediately be greeted by this um uh castle facade uh, the name of the may the 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 uh, so like it was it was this weird thing where like the first thing you would do would be you'd walk through Buffy's apartment followed by a walk through um, the the park with the like graveyard and stuff and then you would end up in a subway full of like vampires and underground tunnels and then you would walk um, out of the subway and you would be in Los Angeles and then you would be in like Angel's apartment and um, things like that it really sounds like it was less of like a haunted house sort of thing um, than it was like, hey, look, we recreated this stuff from the show. Look at it. Um, uh, which is, which is kind of cool because it's not, it's not the vibe that they normally do. And I think that sometimes forcing the haunted house idea into it um, doesn't always work because I don't know. We're going to have like a lot of things to say about, about like um, Halloween Horror Nights. But one of the things that annoys me about haunted houses and uh, and going to them and, and, and watching like walkthroughs on them. Uh, cause I don't, I don't pay for them anymore. Uh, cause I've just, <laughs> they're such a waste of money. Uh, they're so expensive and I don't think that they're particularly well done all the time. And like all of the, all the scare actors, they all kind of just do the same thing where they jump out at you and then they do this weird like dance move where they like move their <laughs> arms and then like disappear into the shadows. Um, and it's, it's the same thing every time and it's really goofy and it's not scary. It's just silly. And mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Um, and so I, I actually like that this sounded like it was more of a, and there's no pictures of this at all anywhere because people weren't taking pictures of this stuff in the year 2000. <laughs> um, there weren't like HD cameras and things yet. So it was, um, uh, it is basically like just descriptions that I find on Reddit and things like that is what I was, I was finding. And there's not a lot of details on it, but I respect it in terms of like them not trying too hard to make it a haunted house. It was more of just like a, like, here's the vibe of the show, right? Like, that's kind of cool. All right, right. Anyway, go to the next one. Um, <laughs> I will say, I will say, I want to mention the, um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the houses that were also 
at uh, Halloween Horror Nights that year in Hollywood. Oh, um, it shared its, uh, its, its period with um, Clive Barker's Harvest, whatever that is, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, mm. something called Theater of Blood, and uh, The Undertaker, No Mercy. That is The Undertaker from the- uh, wrestling. <laughs> wrestling? Oh, my God. I yeah, didn't know he had a, that. He had a maze. Um, wow. And then there was also a scare zone called Nightmare Creatures, and then a few shows. One was Animal House of Horrors. One was <laughs> Carnival of Carnage. And the last was Chucky's Insult Emporium. All right. Oh. Is that- <laughs> Is Chuck that a house of horrors? Emporium. <laughs> yeah. Is that a house of horrors with animals or is it Animal House, the college like frat house movie? Gotta hope horror. it's the latter. I, all right, let me let me click on it. Let me check this out. Uh, I wanna see uh, yeah, John there is zombie. Wild yeah. man eating beasts unleashed to run amok. Uh, so it could be either. It could yeah, still it be either. <laughs> it could still be a bunch either. of marshmallows in his mouth and it's acid when it comes out of you. Oh my yeah. God. Um, so, uh, so anyway, yeah. So I, I think it's kind, of, it's kind of cool, but it really does go to show you sort of like how difficult it is to do a TV show. At, I think it's the reason why a lot of TV shows never, have never made it into rides. You know, people are always talking about, I remember when Lost was really big. People were like, oh man, could you imagine like a Lost attraction? And I'm sure at some point we're going to do that. But it's complicated because TV shows are very, very popular for the period that they're on the air. And then as soon as they're off the air, it's like the most dated thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like just the budgets of, of TV shows are very different than movies. And there's not as much in terms of like grand world building, you know, like you're, you're, you don't have people, you don't have a lot of people just being like, oh, I can't wait to walk down that really normal Sunnydale mid you know downtown street um i mean just, i'm like that but sure most so am i but but most <laughs> people are not like that right like most people are like you know i mean i i was excited when i saw like back lots and stuff that were like i recognized as belonging to uh, uh buffy the vampire slayer but it's it's not something that a lot of people um have in common with you and isaac um, yeah. uh so so i i really came down to this and i was just thinking about like what could we do so we're this is not one of our um presentational style ones this is one we're just sort of like gonna talk about about what a buffy the vampire slayer theme park could be um I I have some ideas. Uh Zach, I'm curious about like what you would want from sure. a Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme park just in terms of like what would you want? Like if you heard that they were making a Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme park and you walked in those front gates, what would you want to see? Um I mean, we can jump into that now, I guess. Uh sure. I I want what the Harry Potter dorks get when they sure. visit like Hogsmeade or or in like the the Florida one or the one that's out here in in Hollywood that you cross a threshold and you are in the world of the thing that you love Mm -hmm. and that it's sort of a seamless thing in either direction that you're looking. And then I can, I mean, like you said kind of jokingly that thing where it's like, Hey, here's a thing from the TV show. We built it. Uh, But that is kind of what I want. Like when you Mm -hmm. see people at the studio tour, Warner brothers, like, they're like, and here's Central Perk, the set from Friends, and people freak out that they can sit in the couch. Yeah. Like, I want that, but to be able to, you know, be at the summer's residence or to be in the uh, the library at the, at the school, because that library doesn't exist in real life, or uh, to go in the magic box and to be there. The way that people go into Honeydukes, the way that people, like, can go into... Um, 
the Hogshead restaurant or whatever there. I want to be able to like go to the bronze and watch people play, you know, music there. Like that's really what I want is to the feeling of stepping out of the reality I live in and going to the slightly funhouse mirror world of Sunnydale where yes, it is a sort of idyllic little seaside California town, Mm -hmm. but also there's werewolves and vampires and demons and zombies and monsters and stuff there. Yeah. Total immersion. Um, total immersion, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, you guys, Brian and Kyle, you guys were given a list of episodes. Um, uh, and, and Zach made me add the very first episode because... I, I, I thought it was good for context. I, I think you're probably right. <laughs> it it probably was, right. yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're probably right. Um, and uh, uh, so, like, if you want to run down... Can you guys run down the episodes that you watched and what you thought of them? Because we tried to keep them... Uh, pre season five, because in season five, a weird plot thing happens that without explanation, uh, would be very confusing to you guys. Is, I think. is that when she dies? Uh, uh at the end of season five. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Spoilers for Buffy. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, she gets a, she gets a sister out of nowhere. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. That's, That's the, the only thing, thing I knew about yeah. the show going into it. Yeah. <laughs> that there's a sister swap. All right. So should we, do we want us to list off the ones we've watched? Yeah. yeah. And, and what okay. you guys thought of them? I want to know. Okay, so I uh, yeah, I watched the pilot. Uh, I watched the first uh, the the pilot, and then the first four that you sent me, Scott. Uh, okay. I didn't get it to the final one. Oh man, you missed oh, the best man. one. <laughs> Watch it after this. Yeah, I need to. I'm sorry, yeah. I ran out. It's of time. okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, yeah. So the the pilot, I thought was a really great setup. I always find uh, new kid comes to town stories really interesting mm-hmm. uh, because you know as a I, I, I'm a teacher. I've said on the podcast before, and I always find new kid comes to town stories be really weird because they always have that really dramatic sit down with the principal, like, "Oh, you know, you're from this town. Look, at, let's look at your permanent record." <laughs> and I, I, the schools I've always taught at have always been Title One schools, so uh, lower socioeconomic new uh, students uh, and very high mobility rates. And so the fact that you know, a student, the idea of a student coming into town and really shaking things up in a school is always really fascinating to me because my, my students are always like, oh yeah, new kid, whatever, you know, not a huge yeah. deal. <laughs> like, it, so I always really like these stories because I do like the idea that a new kid coming into a school is really going to shake things up and everyone's going to be really fascinated. Oh, who's this kid? What are they doing? Uh, so I really like seeing her kind of testing the waters with the, di- with the, the different characters. You know, she wants uh, first, like she might be getting in with a popular click, but then she goes to find Willow. And I, you know, I'm so excited to see, see Willow because I love her so much. Yeah. And uh, so I was really happy that, you know, she very quickly gravitates towards, uh, towards that group. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that a lot. It's also interesting because that conversation specifically that she has with the principal is like literally a sequel to an alternate version of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie that didn't get made. Yeah. Uh, like it's based on, it's, it's like a, a direct sequel to Joss Whedon's original script for that movie that was altered heavily in the uh, version that was filmed. And so like they talk about her burning down the gymnasium and that doesn't happen in the movie, but like a version of it happens in the movie. It's weird. Yeah. That's yeah. so odd. Yeah. It's very <laughs> yeah. strange. Kyle, what did you think of the first episode? Yeah. Just kind of, kind of echo what Brian said uh, to see it. So the, I, I guess the cool thing about the show is it, it just, it does do a spin on your expectations for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, with the very opening, we have like this spoilers, if you haven't seen it, but it's <laughs> yeah. been 30 years or whatever. Out of this moment, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, the very beginning of it, we have a kind of a, a, 
a situation with a young man and a young woman who are going into a place and the guy's acting very predatory. It turns out, no, the girl's a vampire, you know, mm-hmm. and this, this show just seems to have taken that and is, you know, your hero for the show is a young woman who's kind of coming to discover herself and, you know, it's kind of this strange uh, kind of fork in the road of her life's, uh, of her life. And it's, um, it's, it's definitely, it was refreshing to see that spin on everything. It's a horror, but it's also a comedy, you know? So this was a, um, this was my least favorite of all the episodes that we watched, uh, sure. but it was also a very nice way to, it, it almost is weird because usually in first episodes, you know, you go back and watch the first episode of any popular TV show and it's, it's so basic uh, and simple compared to like where you get in season four or whatever. This one felt like everybody knew each other. Like all the characters, the actors were really clicking very well with each other. And I felt like when we watched the stuff in season three uh, and, um, and wherever, how far we went, um, I didn't see a lot of difference in the way they were working with each other, the interplay between all of them. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a cool to see at the very beginning. It was like, this show really seemed to kind of find its traction very early Mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem to really slip from it throughout the instant, instant chemistry. Like the, the the thing that they have to work out in that season one is like, what is a Buffy episode? Mm -hmm. Um, So they, they have like a couple of false hits there where yeah. where they try some things out that, that don't work and then they're like okay never that again that that doesn't <laughs> work um but but once they get into season two the show like really figures out who it is and mm. and and it goes for it for sure yeah. um so what was the next one Let's uh, see. halloween yeah oh, right. season two yeah yeah <sighs> again a great twist on a premise of uh you know i, I thought it was going to go one way and it didn't you know though <laughs> seeing like little kids turning into demons and stuff like that and it, it leaned really heavy on the comedy for this one too but it totally worked the whole time uh you know seeing xander kind of lose himself in his uh vietnam character the whole time was a <laughs> yeah. real was a real kick i think that was a high point for me uh yeah i love i, I love halloween episodes i always like to see you know what characters uh, will dress up as you always like to kind of predict things ahead of time and so and i've always loved uh you know the simpsons halloween specials like any any tv series that does a oh all the characters are just a little off model it's always fun to me uh and, and it's fun to see them become i love seeing them become these characters that, that they've dressed up as you've seen willow uh realizing that she's a ghost was <laughs> was like ah oh god she's dead <laughs> it really it really caught me off guard i loved it yeah uh i think the next one i i chose for you guys was phases which is like a a weird like low-key personal favorite for me i, huh. I i've probably seen that episode of buffy more than any other episode oh, wow. and i don't know why i it's just there's something about it that i really like i was a big werewolf kid like i loved werewolves growing up mm-hmm. um and it's the only one that uh, where he actually looks like a werewolf instead of like this weird monkey ape thing. <laughs> yeah. They like, they like change the way he looks in future episodes. And this is the only one where he looks like a real werewolf. So I like that. But what did you guys think of that one? Uh, yeah, I, I like the hunter character who came in. I thought that was kind of a cool, you know, like Craven type guy, you know, uh, sure. to bring in, uh, which was pretty neat. But um, it's, it's really weird because the whole time I was watching it, I was kind of asking myself like, man, Seth Green got a lot of work back mm-hmm. then. And, like, <laughs> why (laughs) he was the steve gutenberg of the early 90s you know kind of like i can't really put my finger on why this guy's in so much stuff but he is and he's 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 fine in this but um yeah uh this one had another great twist uh with the bully character uh which i thought was really uh handled very deftly um and i thought that that uh, subplot was actually my favorite part of the entire episode but um uh yeah a great werewolf design probably um, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of Dog Soldiers a little bit. If you guys have seen that movie, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know wonderful. why they changed it. I I don't know why they changed it. 
my, my wife was watching with me or we're watching that and later we see him as a werewolf again and she's like wait is he like turned into a dog wool a were dog now because it's like he's like devolved in the way yeah. the makeup works so yeah tricky it's funny because yeah. my mom uh, my, my wife see she said uh wait that's seth green he's, he's a werewolf why isn't he all red <laughs> i'm like oh i don't think we need to see a ginger werewolf <laughs> uh, yeah oh um, no i yeah i enjoyed that one a lot what was the what was the next one uh next one zeppo, zeppo. oh the zeppo yeah, yeah my personal favorite of the ones we watched and also the last one i watched because we got a uh, hurricane warning uh, right after that so we had oh, to start prepping the house so gotcha. but, that's a smart uh, move my yeah. favorite by a, by a, by a long long stretch here um i loved the uh the bully characters it really cracked me up you know uh and yeah. um i you know xander was kind of a favorite of mine watching these and it was really weird because like buffy was kind of uh, relegated to the background in this one you know mm-hmm. uh which was interesting because it was like we kept cutting back to her and it reminded me of that episode of uh, community where abed is delivering a baby in the background the whole time and you kind of yeah. got to be watching for it so by the time we finally got to the end with the monster i was kind of like wait did i miss something did i get up to <laughs> get to the bathroom and miss something but uh hilarious episode so much fun i loved the zombie bullies the whole time this was uh <laughs> this was the one that sold me on like okay i'm really when this is all over with uh i need to go back and watch a lot more of this show because i really i missed out on something in its initial run same yeah. i was the, the, like i i think these zombie bullies like hip hop the guy with his letterman jacket popping out of the ground i was just like this show is so goofy and i love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a blast and yeah it was fun watching them uh, watching them force uh, force him to drive drive him around town and build a bomb <laughs> when yeah, he thinks cake, that, he's yeah. like wait we we're, you didn't but bu- you're not building a cake and i'm like dude they went to a hardware store what were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good one. i i i really like that one i i also even though it's not a halloween episode it's 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 like officially it's one that feels like a halloween episode yeah, it feels like sure. it should yeah. be a halloween episode it has those kinds of vibes um and so i that's that's another reason why i picked this that one uh and i guess the last one you watched was which or was that the last that would have been uh fear itself oh fear itself right halloween of uh season four yeah college halloween yeah Yeah. so yeah like that was that was interesting to see them transfer uh transition to college and that uh i really i really liked the uh the story of the of them being in this this frat house and this like frat really does this halloween like really big uh seeing uh, seeing them the black ranger yes oh okay yeah Yeah. i yeah yeah, i didn't i made didn't make that connection there's a power (laughs) ranger in there oh yeah yeah uh-huh uh but no i i i really dug it i thought the like this sort of like this house was sort of alive and uh, you know creating like uh, like it, all the doors were disappearing was you know really spooky and then the end was just wild yeah <laughs> when you find, the monster is just this like tiny inside and I, I just remember i laughed so hard when they translate the actual size yeah and i was like are you kidding me this is so ridiculous yeah that's that's the thing is that you know the thing the the best buffy episodes are always the ones that have like a little like undercutting twist to them Mm -hmm. um and and i and i i i love that about it and that's and that's one of the things that i think would be important in a buffy 
theme park um, in terms of yeah. like the, whatever the attraction or rides or whatever that we come up with. I will say I added Hush to that list. Neither of you got to it. I recommend both of you watching it because that episode is a literal masterpiece of television. It oh, is great. one of the best episodes, not only of the show, but just like of television wow, that really? I've seen. It's, yeah, it cool. was nominated for an Emmy for writing when it came out, which was noteworthy because the Emmys kind of like did not pay attention to Buffy at all during mm-hmm. its whole run. Um, but that and, one they paid attention to, and features a uh, a, a very early Doug Jones in a mm-hmm. in a oh. iconic role. Oh. Yeah. Um, so uh, definitely uh, definitely check that one out. Okay, so we're talking about a Buffy theme park now. One of the things that I I, I thought about in terms of this is like, okay, so I I agree with Zach. I want full immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, part of me says like, okay, so I want the downtown Sunnydale thing. However. The part of it that is tricky is how do you turn a ride? How do you make a, how do you make a Buffy ride? Like, how do you, like, specifically, how do you make the ride vehicle part of the story that you're telling in a Buffy theme park? Because, like, this, is, this show is all about them just walking around on patrol. Oh boy, yeah, it's a lot and, of walking. Yeah, and, ki- and kicking vampires' asses. And it's like, I don't want to just make a haunted house or a haunted maze. You know, I want a ride. And so I just thought, personally, as the Buffy fan that I am, I want a new episode of Buffy. That's what I want out of this theme park. And okay. so, so to me, the one thing that they've never done on this show is be in a theme park. And why not have Sunnydale have a theme park? And so my thought <laughs> is you have downtown Sunnydale and then you have an amusement park at the end of it that you can walk, that you walk into and that's where the e-ticket is. Interesting. Um, is, Interesting. Is, in, is in a, in a like, theme park setting. Um, and, and so like you have all of the downtown stuff. I mean, Sunnydale is one of those towns kind of like Springfield where it, it has whatever the episode needs it to have. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think it's one of those things where if you like, I remember somebody did this with Springfield at one point where they broke down, like if Springfield had everything that was every location that was featured in an episode of Simpsons, it would be the size of like 15 Los Angeles or something like that. Like, like just like a bonkers uh, uh, size. And I feel like Sunnydale would be something close to that um, where it would, it would be, I mean, it's, it's a little larger than what they claim it to be in the first episode of the show. Kind of. Yeah. The real stretch is the inclusion of a uh, like, UC Sunnydale campus once you right. get to the, the fourth season. But generally speaking, Sunnydale is Santa Barbara, California. It, like, yeah. it was, it's based on that uh, when they were breaking the show, when they have exterior footage of the, of the, the town, it's Santa Barbara, California. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Santa Barbara, its whole deal in the 80s was that it was this like idyllic little seaside town, but it just had like a rash of horrific uh, murders and mm-hmm. rapes and crimes that were... Uh, hidden basically from the public like like specifically not uh mentioned in newspapers and things like that because they were worried about property values going down Mm -hmm. uh, partially because of ronald reagan's campaign that was gearing up and he had houses out there in santa barbara and they didn't want people to associate the place that ronald reagan lived with murders and rapes so because there was this weird vibe in in the 80s in santa barbara that we're this beautiful seaside community. People love it here. It's really sweet. But, you know, if you ask around, people are being preyed on by literal monsters. And mm-hmm. like one of the Zodiac's first killings was, uh, they presumed to be in Santa Barbara. They haven't been proven associated with them. But like the, um, 
original Night Stalker, uh, uh, California State Killer. Also, like right. it, a bunch of weird stuff happened there. Right. And so that's what they based um, the town in, uh, in Lost Boys off of. Right. And it's also what they based Sunnydale off of. So and generally so, speaking, it's so, big enough. If it's, ba- if it's based in Lost Boys, that means that there's a theme park in it. Because <laughs> Lost Boys has the Santa Barbara has that amusement park on the oh, pier. It is a pier. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That works. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind that. The way I was thinking of trying to solve the the, the theme park problem um, mm-hmm. was the idea of basically stealing a mechanic from one of the video games. Mm. Of uh, of a uh, in, in one of the video games, there's a character. You guys met him, Ethan Rain, in the the first Halloween episode. But he he meets. He's the sorcerer guy that like cast the spell that did all the stuff. Mm-hmm. In one of the games, he does this thing with these like chaos. Uh, things and then eventually starts working with this entity called the first like the first evil uh where they they transfer the main characters to an alternate reality version of sunnydale like where there's trials going on there so sort of a a a parallel dimension to real sunnydale so in that in the course of that game you would see places from sunnydale but um you know like a uh, Stranger theme, Stranger Things kind of upside down version of them where, oh, this is the Sunnydale theater, but it's like extra spooky and there's way more demons than normal. And suddenly instead of the house being way over there, it's right next to it. Just like everything was messed up in terms of the, oh. uh, the spaceship. So like my idea was basically that we can have all of the main places we like from the show, like the bronze and mm-hmm. like the magic box and Buffy's house and the school and the cemetery. And they're all next to each other because of the dimensional tears in the realm or whatever. Well, I think, I think that still makes perfect sense. My question though, is how do you explain the ride vehicle? Cause that's always the first, that's always the thing that takes me out of it immediately is mm-hmm. like, is like, yeah, all of this stuff is happening anyway. So get into this ride vehicle and <laughs> which is a totally normal thing to have happen. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I thought of the explanation. And I don't think that this counters anything that you say, because mm-hmm. I, I think why, if there's an amusement park in town, why not have Ethan Rain running it? Sure. And so what I was picturing was like a funhouse dark ride called Enter the Hellmouth. And it <laughs> starts off as like, a, as like a dark ride, kind of like just a funhouse dark ride with the mirrors and all of that. And then eventually it devolves into like you go through another dimension and you can be going through Sunnydale High or whatever. And it's basically yeah. like Buffy and the Scooby save you from being involved with whatever nightmare stuff is happening. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I will say the bronze definitely has to be a thing. Yeah. Here. Double Me Palace definitely has to be a thing because the thing that I love about Double Me Palace is, so so yes so <laughs> Double Me so Double Me Palace is a is in an episode in season six, six mm-hmm. of uh, where where Buffy has to get a job at a fast food place and it's called Double Me Palace and what they do is they take cow meat and they take chicken meat and they put them together in a sandwich and it's a double meat patty and you get to eat that and everyone loves it but what you find out is the big secret is that it none of none of it is meat. That's the, it's called Double Me Palace, but all of it is like plant, plant-based. Oh, um, fancy. And so, yeah. and it's, this is in 2002, 2001, 2002, somewhere around that. Two, yeah. So like way early in terms of like, no one had even really thought about plant-based meat beyond like a black bean burger or right. something like that. Um, and so I, I, I love the idea of having a, a, a fast food, like theme park restaurant 
called Double Meat Palace that doesn't have any meat in it. That's yeah. really funny. I, did, I didn't expect that. Oh, yeah. it's a great... I mean, it, it spoils the, the, the episode, but that's the big reveal at the end that, like, they, they did that at the time so they could do one of those fake-outs that you guys saw in the other episodes where, for the bulk of the episode, you think it's a Sweeney Todd, Soylent Green type of situation where, like, there's something fishy going on with the, the meat and the grinders at this place. We're going to find out they're, they've been feeding people to people. But it, it turns out, no, it's just plants. It's just plants at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. W- with my, like, Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade, whatever it's called, model, yeah. I, was, I was associating, like, the bulk of the appeal of the park to, of an ideal park to me would just be getting to, like, go to those places and stuff. Yeah. And then the big e-ticket ride is out at the end, kind of like when you go to the, the castle. Totally. Uh, in the Hogwarts land. Yeah. And um, the, the thought I had had was that the, the school, the, the Sunnydale uh, – the the high school would be the place you go to where the e-ticket is because it's a big enough building to hide the stuff in there. Sure. And if we've set up the idea of the parallel dimension and the tears and space time stuff that when you're in the school, you could still be transported to Dracula's castle or sure. the, you know, uh, the, the mission or, you know, get shot off to Los Angeles briefly and see uh, angel investigations, you know, like anything could happen in that mm-hmm. space. But I, I do like the idea. I think it's more cohesive, I guess, to have the weird ride thing be there. I just, it was just easier to get to the Hellmouth if you go to the, to the high school. Then maybe right. the amusement park is in the high school. Maybe it's like a like a like, oh, a, like school, a fair, school like carnival. a school fair, yeah, yeah school, school carnival. carnival. Ooh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. That's a like great that. idea. Yeah, that's yeah. a great workaround. Yeah, like there you go. Greece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, because like, how cool would it be to be like, so you're you're in this thing, and you, and then you you get in. It's a fun house ride. You figure out that you're actually like you go a wrong way, where like mm-hmm. you're off of the off the thing, and like suddenly your ride vehicle is just driving around the hallways. Of yeah. Sunnydale High, yeah. and then you end up in the library, and then the hell mouth opens up, and then you drop. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, great. that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, I think just the fact that it's a you know a janky amusement park like carnival ride yes. just makes it, it amps up that that's that thrill. I think yeah, even oh, yeah. more just like the idea that okay, I'm in a spooky carnival. I'm not in you know like a I, I, you you don't want a scary theme park like. Like like a established theme park that is scary looking inside of your real theme park, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it I feel like it, it's going to make it seem like oh this is safe yeah. right and it could also right. kind of do the spin that the show does where it would start off with kind of a laugh in the dark style very you just like you know wooden props kind of ah trying to stab you and then immediately yeah, right. like rake you know cranks it up yeah oh yeah for sure spin uh, it yeah you could put a lot of fun like uh, haunted mansion style reveals and things in that format and you could even have a part of it be that like you know when the scoobies show up to help out like things are going crazy and like maybe willow helps bewitch whatever ride thing you're on to you know follow them as they're doing the stuff instead of be on the normal tracks or i don't i don't know idea yeah Yeah. that's a great idea be involved somehow i think uh uh, so so uh, getting out of the e-ticket and back to like um the bronze for example so so the bronze uh for those of you who haven't seen the show is sort of like uh, especially early in the show, in the high school years, it was a uh, sort of like a, they had sort of two sort of base of operations as far as like, this is where all the characters can find each other a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And one was the library. 
and uh, one was the bronze, which was like an all ages club nightclub yeah. thing. They sold like coffee instead of uh, alcohol. Yeah. Um, though yeah. I think in our version they should we should sell alcohol. Oh, but, definitely. Um, but I also think that there should be live bands there occasionally, and I think. But but the 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 one thing is that all the live bands have to sound like moody '90s like rock bands. <laughs> Absolutely, all, all yeah. Rock bands. Yeah. 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 Well, what's funny is um, I forgot to mention this, but with the Halloween Horror Nights maze, when you're in when you were in line. Um, the the line like all of the music in the line were was provided by four star mary so oh wow <laughs> yeah so cool. very very specifically moody 90s alt rock <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah definitely that kind of vibe i think uh because i think that's what you want right yeah anyway. and and any buffy fans listening to this will uh they'll be mad at us if we don't say this out loud but obviously the bronze will sell blooming onions and hot wings that you yeah. can get there as well. Well, yeah, of you have to have the onion thing. It'll be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had, I had an idea with the bronze that uh, it could be a like multi-use uh, performance space in that, like what if we had like holographic versions of like moody nineties bands that can play there. But like, if they want to do a special event where like a real live band comes, mm-hmm. they can come, you know, turn off the hologram part and have like real performers there. But that like, oh, for yeah. sure. at any time of day, when you come into the bronze, you can chill with the like smooth stylings of 1998 <laughs> like, yeah. music or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Biff naked or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Ray I, tour in the circuit. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was actually just thinking like you would have uh, like musician cast members, like, portraying oh sure like i mean i'm sorry but like sometimes i'm gonna want to go to the bronze and i'm gonna want to see the dingoes uh play yeah 100 percent. and and so like whether that's people dressed up as the dingoes or uh or or a hologram of uh of 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 seth green and uh his uh, compatriots playing the show (laughs) uh yeah we definitely need a seth green hologram yes oh who does i mean what park Buffy aside, what park is complete without a set of green holograms? That's true. Uh, yeah. Talk to talk to me again when we make that Austin Powers park. That <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is an episode I want to do. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> groovy. Um, yeah, in in that same vein of like, how do we uh, put more alcohol in the park? Uh, a, 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 another idea I had alongside the idea of the bronze because. For the bronze to be the bronze, it has to be an all ages space that like teens can go and you know do stuff in, and it's sure. not like too sketchy. Sure, um, you can go there and play pool and watch a thing. There is also a venue in Sunnydale, uh, which I there was a brief glimpse of in the episodes we sent you guys, but I don't think you clocked it at all. Uh, which is a bar called Willie's Bar, later renamed Willie's Place, where there's a character called Willie the Snitch, and uh, Willie's Bar is basically just the bar with no name from uh, Marvel comics yeah. uh, for Sunnydale. So it's, it's a, a demon and human bar for like the criminals and lowlifes and uh, people that know the sketchy stuff that goes on in Sunnydale. And so you can go, you go to Willie's bar. Usually it's when they're playing detective and they're like, something weird's happening in town. Let's go down to Willie's bar and, you know, rough, rough, rough some people up until they tell us what's going on. Uh, but it is just a like sort of hole in the wall, seedy bar yeah. that, um, you could serve all kinds of weird uh, drinks there, weird spooky potions, because demons eat there. And there's all sorts of different types of demons. You could have animatronic, like, monsters there hanging out at the bar with you. Or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, this is maybe too weird, but I know a lot of fans of Buffy are weird goths. And, like, <laughs> uh, I think 
there should be, if you're a weirdo who likes to pretend to be a vampire, I think you should feel like at home at a Buffy theme park. And so I think they should have like vegetable juice cocktails that are, you know, like V8 type based things, but with added food color or something, but where you could go get blood drinks. Yeah. And, no, I, yeah. I, I think, I think that should be the butter beer. Yeah, I was oh, sure. just about to ask yeah. what is yeah. the butter beer. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's very, I think it's blood. Yeah. It's human yeah. blood. Uh, and I, and I think that I don't think it needs to necessarily be the vegetable. I mean, I think the vegetable juice thing is a funny idea, but mm-hmm. I would love to get like a, like a high end chef in like, like they did with the butter beer stuff and like mm-hmm. really, try to figure out a drink that has like the look and viscosity of blood and would be, could be served warm. And you, Ooh, and, yeah. you and you get it like drooling, like a little <laughs> drool. And then everyone that takes that Instagram, you know, like, with it just like <laughs> yeah. coming down there. Oh yeah. yeah sure. They'll serve it sure. to you in a mug with a straw. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that would be a cool, uh, Addition. And then like last night, way too late when I was thinking about this nonsense, I was like, well, if we had like an unlimited budget for this park, another thing you could do is the idea yeah. that you're at the That's bar. That's the magic of our show. There's I no know, budget. Right? Yeah. No, no one is asking us to do this. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I'm just Not saying, yet. good enough Not pitch. Yet. I mean, maybe. Um, the other thought I had, which will not make a lot of sense to you guys, but I hope Scott will appreciate this, uh, is the idea that after hours at the um, at the th- I don't know how Disney does it, but I do know that there's some stuff you can do at night at Disney that's like slightly more adult. Um, I had the idea that you could go to Willie's Bar, and because of all these like realm tear dimensional shenanigans, if you go to like one of the other places, like the Magic Box, and like solve something where you get a password, you could go to the bar and give the password to the guy behind the bar, and then he could lead you to a secret door where there's a portal, and the portal takes you to Caritas which yeah. is the karaoke den in Angel, the series, that is run by a delightfully flamboyant uh, green demon named Lorne, who can, uh, it's a karaoke bar. You go there and you sing songs and he can like see, sense things about you when you're singing. And it's just a karaoke bar. Oh, like, heck yeah. That yeah, fun. I think that yeah. pitch is the Ogus Cantina of this entire sure, thing. Like, yeah. Very limited run of people getting in, but the yeah. you know high value thing. So we're going to have to find a way to charge people extra to do that. Too. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, just do what Ogus Cantina does, $15 cocktails. There you go. Yeah. 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 No, I was going to ask if there was a way we could get L- Lauren's bar in. Uh, yeah. Because I think, I think uh, a big like Lauren animatronic could be oh, like just the, the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want it. I want yeah. to go there. There's yeah, all the places sure. I want to go. Because I guess when like my justification for all of the shenanigans happening in Sunnydale right now is that, like, say the senior partners at Wolfram and Hart got wind of what had been happening in Sunnydale with, like, when, you know, Buffy defeated the first twice or whatever, uh, that they might want to erase her out so that there's a less powerful Slayer around. And so that, like... The, the that's the main antagonist from the angel series is what i'm referencing so that those demons that run the the senior partners of wolfram heart are the ones that cast whatever weird spell they have to deal with there mm-hmm. so that i could br- pull in more buffy verse stuff but For sure. that's just gonna sound like gibberish i just i want it to be justified <laughs> in universe yeah like that <laughs> well yeah because the way i was justifying it was like in my mind this is like a lost episode from like season three Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you can still have Wolf and a Heart involved because yeah. you, we don't know what they were doing before Angel, you know. And Angel oh. is is uh, is uh, season four of Buffy. So yeah. if this happens before that, then maybe they were, you know, maybe they got uh, involved with uh, Ethan. 
yeah doing spooky weird stuff yeah doing 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 weird stuff maybe they were trying to bring back the master for some reason or yeah um or or get involved with the first get more heavily involved with the first somehow um yeah i don't know i think that's cool i think it's a cool idea yeah okay or or maybe let's let's retcon it even more this is super insular (laughs) this event is what causes the first to show up in amends Ooh, I like that a lot. Like, yes, like Ethan, good. Ethan, uh, uh, somehow during this shenanigans, with, yeah, 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 he's trying to raise the first, and at the end, he actually succeeds, and and that's why the first is in amends, and then Whoa. later in season seven. Yeah. So, like the the end of the e ticket is whatever crisis has been happening, we're able to stop it and save everybody, where the Scoobies are at least. Yeah. But the fallout of that is that now the first evil is in Sunnydale. Yeah. Totally. Cool. How are you like guys that? holding up over there? Did that, any of that make sense? <laughs> I, I'm pretty confused. I'm not going to lie. Cool. Yeah. I want to go to this, even though I don't really know what's going on. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it would be a cool vibe, I think, for, for a park. Um, yeah. Just like a, a year-round like, horror-themed park is yeah. really interesting to me. I mean, it's the reason yeah. why we want that classic uh, Universal Monsters land to actually happen. Oh, yeah. Basically. It's such a cool vibe. Um, yeah. And uh, it sucks that we only get it for like two months out of the year there and are it, spooky and kind of chinsky. year round year yeah. round yeah. yeah every day is halloween yeah for yeah. sure it is. Um, um so uh what what about i had trouble with the attraction section um yeah attractions are are so specific and i just don't know i don't know does the bronze count as an attraction i mean i and and, and caritas does that count as an attraction i mean i guess it kind of does that's kind of what I was hoping because yeah. when I was do- dealing with food stuff, I was mostly thinking about bars and I was like, well, I mean, you go to a place and shows happen. That's an attraction. I don't actually, I'll be honest. I've listened to like a lot of episodes of the show. I don't actually know what the definition of an attraction is. <laughs> like I've, I can tell what a ride yeah. is. I get that. I, yeah. I'm more aware of what an e-ticket means because that's a holdover from the old Disney days when the rides had different letters on them and yeah. the biggest, best ones were E's. I get that. I'm, I, I don't really know what an attraction is. So I was hoping <laughs> yeah. that a place you go where a live show happens. Would yeah, that, yeah, that works. Could be. Yeah, I it think could it be. works. Yeah. It could um, also, but also an attraction could also be like a smaller ride that is just, mm-hmm. you know, not the one that's yeah. going like to get people oh. to buy tickets. Okay. Right. It's something else that is going to like maybe divert ride. a line away from the e-ticket. Yeah. What about like a cemetery attraction then? Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. You spend a lot of time in the cemetery. Uh, in, uh, there's an old Buffy podcast that's not around in, anymore, but they had like a, uh, <laughs> they had a shorthand. Uh, it was like WBI. TG was what they would say when they were talking about various episodes. And it just, it just stands for, we begin in the graveyard because a lot of the episodes of this show, yeah. we begin in the graveyard with Buffy, like on patrol. Talk, yeah. Talking about something that's, that's going on while she's on patrol for vampires. That's just like an easy way into. It. And so the, the idea of the buff, the, the Sunnydale cemetery or cemeteries, there's several in the town, but is like a place you spend a lot of time in. That's not Buffy's house and it's not the school and it's not the bronze Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and you know Spike's crypt is there and a bunch of other stuff. So maybe there's some sort of Spike cemetery ride. Sure, maybe something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there could be something um, for sure. I I was also just going to suggest. I uh, this is just something that came up to. This is not an attraction, I guess. Not really. Okay. But yeah. uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, the 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 school fair. 
Um, mm-hmm. I want there to be a shooting gallery that's a mutant enemy shooting gallery where like <laughs> you're looking at like little chintzy, like a little chintzy, like, like cemetery set up and the little guy comes, er, arg, like comes through and you have to yeah. shoot it. <laughs> I mean, we could legit just have carnival games there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. I have an idea for an attraction. Okay. Stop me if this is stupid. Um, right. Ollivander's wand shop, except you, you're getting steaks. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of fun. I it's like that. Fun. I'm like, always thinking like vampire hunters kind of have their kit of stuff, you know, like yeah, a Van Helsing that. type thing. I don't know. I mean, I definitely would want to be able to buy stakes and weapons and stuff there. Yeah. Um, I uh, also think in general, there's there's definitely room for the idea of like a chosen one thing. The way that Ollivander's mm-hmm. is like, it, you go in and then he chooses one of you as like a a, a, a witch or wizard, mm-hmm. and you do like, oh, you're the Slayer, and you got to pick out your your or your you're a potential. Yeah, you know, right. You're you're a potential or whatever. I think yeah. that's that's in Giles's library, right? Well, you c- could do that, but by the time we're setting this. Uh, I mean, oh, what season three Giles does to live in the have the library? Because yeah, I was going to say, if we put it like season five ish, you could have the magic box. But you then, the, but then the the school is destroyed. But Realm Tear is in you know. Oh yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I just want to go to magic box, and the ma- when the magic box is in the show, it is a literally a a shop people go to to buy magic stuff. Like in Southern California, a lot of it's for like woo woo meditation stuff but in buffy itself you can buy legit spell books and uh, materials for when you have to do magic there mm-hmm. and giles eventually owns and operates that and in the back of it there's like a secret area in the back that's buffy's training room so it's like where she goes captain america style to punch uh, bags until they break off of the the thing that's holding them it's where she goes to throw knives and practice all of her you know yeah. her skills and there could be a, a version of that where you go to the magic box and buy a bunch of stuff there, uh, but but also that you could be selected as a potential slayer and get your very own stake or yeah. sword or something. So, was the magic? Did the magic box exist? It, yes. But Buffy may have just not known about it before. Yeah, I mean Willow goes there a few times before it's named before okay. it's like a main spot. The like the joke in town is that it's always under new management because the owner gets murdered a lot because a demon will want <laughs> a, a demon will need supplies for a, a spell or something and knows where to get magic stuff in town, but doesn't want to pay for it. So they'll just murder whoever's mm-hmm. there and take all their stuff. Oh. So the rent's very cheap. At the yeah. magic box. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of humans who go in there and buy things that they don't know what they're buying. And they, they think they're buying a paperweight and, and, and then, really it's like a it's cursed a object. Sphere. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> The frozen yogurt is also cursed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a very needful things type uh, spot in Sunnydale, and l- less iconic than the library, I would say, but mm-hmm. still a recognizable hangout spot for sure. Um, and I would want to go. I think there's like a really obvious kind of like Main Street to the school kind of concept mm-hmm. with like maybe like Buffy's house, like kind of like off in the distance or something somewhere. Yeah. Um, or maybe we can incorporate her house into the ride somehow. Um, but I think, I think it's like, it's like, yeah, you get this sort of downtown strip, you get the magic shop, you get the bronze, you get that little movie theater that we're constantly seeing from the yeah. Warner brothers back lot. What if uh, you go in there and you can watch Buffy? You know, yeah, that'd be like, cool. You yeah. Just go in there and watch Buffy episodes, <laughs> and, and and four by three like the Lord intended. I, I want to yeah. scoff at that idea, but Disney does it all the time. So right? you know, yeah. who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea that 
we have the little downtown area. You hang out there and the shops are real and the food places are real. And you can go in there and just get mm-hmm. stuff and hang out in this world and do that passive photo op stuff where it's like, oh my God, here's Spike's crypt in the cemetery. I can take a photo with that. Or, oh my God, here's the front of Buffy's house on Ravello Drive. I can like take a picture in front of that. Or we're in the bronze right now. And then at the end of it is our uh, school with the attractions and the, and the, the big rides and stuff. But that yeah. a lot of it is just a chill hangout yeah. Pixar Pier type thing. Well, For that's sure. not... What am I thinking of Disney-wise? Because the Pixar Pier is actually a lot of rides. Isn't there like a chill hangout spot in California Adventure? I went uh, there a lot. I, I, I guess like I mean, Cars Land, sort of. Okay. I guess. It's kind of yeah. chill. I don't know. I mean, it's, a, chill. it's immersive and chill. Okay, yeah. An immersive <laughs> chill spot. Yeah. Whatever. Or Galaxy's Edge, I guess, would be. Yeah. Retail space is what Disney likes to call those. Right. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> um, I, do you guys want to hear some of my... Uh, insane thoughts of uh, various snacks and foods that should be available in the park. Just Absolutely, yes. yes. Okay, so I, <laughs> my Bethany made fun of me at the, for this last night, but I was like, I just want to have ideas because there needs to be stuff in the town to do. So <clears throat> I think there should be some kind of uh, like a pretzel stand or a hot dog stand or something that is predicated on the idea of mustard. So you can go there and you can get pretzels with mustard. You can get hot dogs with mustard. You can get all sorts of things with mustard so that you're like almost guaranteed at some point while you're at the park to get mustard on your shirt. And, <laughs> and uh, break into is, spontaneous song. And break into spontaneous song. Um, oh, that's, oh man. Instead of, instead of having like a, a horror nights thing once a year, I, once a year for like, for like two weeks, everyone, it sings everything. Everyone sings. It's a musical. <laughs> it's, oh. it turns, the whole place turns into a musical. That would be oh, man. And the, the cross between musical theater kids and Buffy fans and just like, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that night. Strong correlation. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, you got to have the, the blood drinks. Um, the, there's a line when um, in Willie's place, when Willie is like trying to revamp his bar at one point and he turns it from Willie's bar into Willie's place and tries to make it more family friendly. He talks about new additions to the menu because demons just love fried chicken. They just love it. They just love chicken fingers. It's their favorite. So you got to have uh, fried chicken, the chicken fingers. You got to have Spike's favorite thing, which is the onion blossom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have uh, shrimp tacos, I think. Uh, you could call it uh, World of Shrimp is the name of the tacos. And you could also have the opposite, which is a world without shrimp, which is uh, tacos that don't involve shrimp whatsoever. That's a ridiculous <laughs> inside joke that nobody cares about. Um, I think you should have, I think you should have steaks, like, like the meat version. I think you should be able to eat oh. steaks. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is Uncle Willie's is essentially Mo, and he just turned into Uncle Willie's family feed bag. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's you not as it- big of a facelift because he doesn't right. have that kind of funding. Um, no yeah, crazy you crap could, on the walls. <laughs> you, could, you could do that thing where you have, um, you know, every time you go to a restaurant, there's like a steak. There's like two different kinds. There's like a, you know, like a ribeye and like a T-bone. And like yes. one can be, one be, can be called a vampire steak. And the other yes. one can be called a Slayer steak. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, is, that how you, is, is that how you want it cooked? Like how bloody do you want oh, it? Shit, how bloody oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Bloody as hell or burnt to a crisp. Ah, uh, fabulous. Um, there has to be the coffee shop that we see all the time and downtown Sunnydale, uh, sure. which is a gossip spot. Uh, there should, I think, be a place to get donuts because although donuts are not nearly as prevalent in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as in The Simpsons, there are jokes uh, which I believe are in the Zeppo, specifically referencing the type of donuts that the various characters like. Giles, he loves a jelly, so you've got to have 
I was heartbroken for Giles that he didn't get his jelly. <laughs> he was so upset. He's like, I, I, I'm the one who always asks, say, we should get jellies. I was like, oh, poor Giles. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, oh, he, Giles is low key. I mean, everybody's my favorite character. Well, yeah. maybe not Xander, but everybody's my favorite <laughs> character. I just think a lot more these days, Giles has become my favorite character because I don't know. 10 years ago when I was watching the show, I'm like, yeah, I'm these young kids. That's who I am. But sure. now I'm, I feel a lot more like that librarian boy who's just like, I oh, give me some coffee. And they're like, why don't you drink tea? He's like, hey, tea is soothing. I wish to be tense. Like that is me. <laughs> That's me right now. So Giles, <laughs> you should have like a tea spot where you can go get like English stuff, like Jaffa cakes and Earl Grey and whatnot. Um, yeah. There should be somewhere where you can get, Cookies, which are, for some reason, a recurring theme in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is discussions of cookies all the time. Uh, whether it's uh, Buffy saying, like, sometimes when I'm good on a, do, when I do well on a mission, Giles gives me a cookie. Or, you know, people <laughs> wandering in and talking about cookies. In season seven, there's a big overarching metaphor about the concept of being cookie dough versus being a cookie. And uh, there's a character, Ted, in, I want to say season two, season two or three, uh, that kind of does mind control to people by these chocolate chip cookies that he makes that are mm-hmm. so good that uh, people just lose their minds. So chocolate chip cookie, cookies, honestly. Uh, season three premiere, and there's a whole bit about um, peach pie, about that being like the ideal food that if you have no money and you're in Los Angeles and the only thing you can afford is like one thing on the menu of a diner, you get peach pie. So I think there should be somewhere to get peach pie. Tara and Willow at one point make funny face pancakes for Dawn. I think it'd be fun to get weird pancakes in there. Um, uh, uh, Buffy sometimes says after slaying, she sometimes craves a non-fat yogurt. So maybe there could be like a yogurt place, uh, you know, like a, like yogurt land or whatever you know frozen yogurt places do that sort of things uh wings order me up a plate and feeling peckish bad eggs maybe yeah uh, that's an episode so there could be egg stuff uh band candy better be on this list band candy is like the end of the list i'll, okay. I'll cut it short there but uh, yeah there's an iconic episode called band candy involving these like beautiful chocolate bars so if we do have like a honey dukes type equivalent of the magic box or somewhere that you can go buy in universe mm-hmm. stuff you have to be able to get band candy. It's just how it works. I will. I will also say, uh, going back to Giles, I just recently um, made like a bunch of uh, cool, kooky, weird cocktails, and I made a cocktail called a martini, which is made w- uh, made out of um, uh, uh, Earl Grey infused gin. What? Absolutely delicious. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, yeah, absolutely delicious. So you just. You take, the, you take the gin, you put a few scoops of Earl Grey, you let it sit for two hours, you strain it out, and then you use that to make a, a, an art, a martini with an with a egg white and some lemon juice, and it is unbelievable. Huh. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's, I, I say Giles' martini is somewhere on there for I think sure. that would be fabulous. There should just be like an English tea type place where you can just go and be a weird librarian yeah all the other librarians yeah that's mostly all i got the rest are just like dumb little one-off jokes like we attack the mayor with hummus and joyce's <laughs> hot chocolate with mini marshmallows and the yummy sushi jammies maybe there's a sushi place i don't know it's just i just want there to be stuff yeah to eat and stuff to places to just hang out and like vibe yeah I just want a mm-hmm. sunnydale vibe gingerbread that isn't fun in any way and is actually kind of depressing <laughs> yeah it's a it's 
a super inside joke. Sorry, guys. God, I want um, you guys to watch more of this show. Um, all right. So but those anyway. are all, and and marzipan in your pie plate. Bingo. I'm done. Of course. I'm done with this. Yes. Um, all right. Well, there's uh, there's that. Uh, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I think a Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, theme park is a fun idea that will never happen, unfortunately. But um, I, I love the idea of thinking about it. And uh, I think it's a good way to start off our uh, spooky October month of, uh, of, of theme park this episode. So, because yeah. it's like, uh, it's more of a low key spooky. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's more spooky than it is spooky. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's good. Uh yeah, watch watch Hush guys. That episode's really good. Uh, yeah, we'll do. Definitely will. Yeah. Especially because like part of my one of my thoughts for the e-ticket ride, like mm. people participation wise, would that there could be a section where the gentlemen show up and then the Scoobies can't do anything, but because of like some spell that you have, the only people that can make noise are the guests. Ooh, and so if they shout good. loud enough, yeah, you know, raise your hands to scan or whatever. If yeah, they yeah. shout loud enough, they can break the spell. That's I, per- I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, because I really want the e-ticket to just be like a best of ride. Hell I mean, yeah. that's, that's what you would want is like a best of of like all of the best villains over the course of the show, um, you know, showing up. Apparently, apparently the judge was in the, 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 the haunted thing. There was a really? section with the judge. Yeah. I was like, wow, really? The judge? Okay. Uh, out of all the, <laughs> all, of all the ones. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, one the guy with, with the limbs and the different boxes. That's okay. what we do. All right. All right. All right. I mean, Fair enough. Fair Is not yeah. a vampire. You're not going to go with it. Okay. <laughs> I think there were vampires, but. Oh, good. Okay. But yeah. yeah, but he was like the, the big, I think he was the big bad. Um, ah, boy. Anyway. Um, Thanks for having me guys. Thanks yeah. For letting me just oh, thanks like, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming. Turned out about Buffy for a while. That is a, a, a nice rest. What is that word? Respite? Respite. respite. Yeah. yeah. A nice respite from, from life in general. Just yeah. hanging in Sunnydale with you guys, even if we can't go there in real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Zach. Uh, this is uh, this is a lot of fun. You have anything you wanna you wanna plug? Exit through the gift shop, etc. Um, let me think. Uh, my friend Sarah, who uh, got me uh, into uh, Buffy at all in the first place, is a is a seamstress, and she does a lot of. Uh, um, she's doing COVID masks right now oh. as like a way to like uh, you know stay you know, make a little bit of money and, and things like that. Yeah. So uh, I want to, I, mean, I might have to like go look up her like official. Here it is. Okay. So uh, Etsy.com. The shop name is S Z M C. So like Sarah Zinn MC Craftworks. And so if you want to get some of like the best quality, you know, um, facial coverings for keeping yourself safe during COVID, uh, please think about ordering some for my friend Sarah because she's the reason I love Buffy and she's great. All right. Yeah, do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's great. Um, I'm definitely going to try and go find this uh, later and I'll put a link in the show notes. So uh, Perfect. check the Thank show you. notes, everybody. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, so check that out. And um, everybody, if you are not already a Patreon supporter, you're definitely going to want to be this month because we have lots of extra stuff coming out this month um, mm-hmm. on our Patreon for uh, Theme Park This Listener specifically uh, because it's, it's Halloween and we want to talk about spooky stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, we've got, uh, I believe, by the time you're listening to this last week, we did our retheme this for the Revenge of the Mummy. Uh, and, uh, at the end of this month, 
Um, we're doing some uh, some extra stuff as well, and uh, I'm doing the Stranger Things, the the into drive into Stranger Things event that I'm going to talk about in a fast pass. So um, all of this stuff is going to be uh, on on Patreon, and uh, you're going to want to be a Patreon subscriber at least this month to get that bonus stuff. Plus, when you become a Patreon subscriber, you get everything. So everything we've done before. So download it all. Stop being a patron whatever i don't know whatever <laughs> whatever hacks you guys want to do um uh but uh, uh that that's up to you guys but this is definitely the month that you're going to want to be a patreon supporter so we appreciate everyone who does that already that duelinggenre.com slash support and uh we will talk to you guys in two weeks with another episode of theme park this thanks for listening everybody bye-bye